Today's topic falls in the faith category, and I think it's going to be especially helpful for some of you out there who are still investigating faith, because we're going to talk about how to understand grace. This is one of the most important concepts in the Bible, and a lot of people don't fully understand it. So here's a quick definition. Grace is the quality of God's character by which he helps us without requiring anything in return. Now, because of that definition, it's really one of the most scandalous ideas in history. We're going to talk about your need for it, your destiny in relationship to it, and then your merit when it comes to grace and understanding it in a biblical way. So let's start with this. We're all in desperate need of God's help. The truth is there's a dark side in each one of us that no one but God can see. When you think about some of the worst people in the world, you probably think about guys like Hitler. It's not surprising to think that Hitler was someone who was completely and utterly evil. From the vantage point of history, we can all see that that's true. But according to the Bible, we're all broken. We're all in desperate need of God's help. We all have a dark side to us. Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 3, it says, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. And all of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. It's because of this dark side that we all need grace, every single one of us, from Hitler to Mother Teresa. And the truth is that when you embrace God's help, it changes your destiny. This is where we get to the basic message of the Bible. When Jesus died on the cross, he paid the penalty for our sins and made new life possible for us. Back to Ephesians, this time from chapter 1, verse 6. It says, So we praise God for the glorious grace that he has poured out on us who belong to his dear Son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his Son and forgave our sins. Notice in verse 7, who is doing the action? Jesus purchased our freedom. Jesus forgave our sins. We can't free ourselves, and we can't even forgive ourselves. This only comes to us through the gracious gift of Jesus Christ. This is what the Bible teaches. And that's why Paul says this in the next chapter, in Ephesians 2. He says, God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we've done so that none of us can boast about it. And it's this last part that makes it so hard, especially for Americans today, to wrap their mind around. Salvation is purely a gift given to us through Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins. There's one more thing when it comes to grace. Today, most people struggle to believe that God's help is enough. But here's what the Bible teaches. As soon as you mix any kind of merit into the equation, grace is completely nullified. After all, grace means gift. So you can't earn a gift. You can't work for a gift. You can't purchase a gift for yourself. Then it wouldn't be a gift anymore. Titus 3, 4 through 7, it says, When God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, 
but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. Now, some of you hardworking, self-made people might struggle with this passage, but this is what grace is all about. It is a gift, and you must receive it from Jesus. You can't work for it. One more passage, Romans 11, verses 5 through 6. It says this, It is the same today, for a few of the people of Israel have remained faithful because of God's grace, his undeserved kindness in choosing them. And since it is through God's kindness, then it is not by their good works. In that case, God's grace would not be what it really is, free and undeserved. So if you struggle to believe that God's help is enough, if you're still trying to mix in your own merit into the equation, I just challenge you to stop. I know this biblical concept of grace is scandalous because it forces us to admit our brokenness and our need for a savior. But until you do that, you'll never really know the God of grace, the God of the Bible.